Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we have a big announcement for everyone. I'm so excited. Lori is really excited. Like, we can't help but smile right now. Um, (laughs) But we have a really, really big announcement, guys. But we also want to recap Thriftless February with all of you and chat about the lessons we learned and what we accomplished this month. So grab your seats, friends. Grab your seats. It's late. It's late on Sunday. (laughs) Grab a seat, friends. We will see you at the table. it's tea yes it's tea it's um lavender um sleepy time tea because I, I don't favorite. sleep anymore fun fact <laughs> <laughs> so I take all the help that I can get yeah I like lavender tea it's one of my favorites mm, I love lavender everything mm-hmm. hi Lori hey honey how are you I'm good I'm good happy Sunday with no football so weird it's weird for you I only watch the Super Bowl very weird. I enjoy football. <laughs> Jay, uh, Rocco is watching some basketball tonight. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm not a big basketball person. I mean, I'll watch it, but mm. football is more my thing. Mm-hmm. So um, how's your week been? How was your week compared to last week? We doing good. February is almost over. February is almost over. And this is like crunch time now. One week left. And this is when the stress of what I haven't gotten done kicks in. But I'm feeling really good right now. So um, I like busted out the planner again. Not that I haven't been using it, but I haven't been using it as much through COVID. And since I just haven't been leaving the house Um, and I'm all geared up, I'm geared up for this week. I have Caitlin working three days. Um, She's been working like mostly two. They had a, they had February vacation this break this past week. And she went to visit her older sister at college so she just, she had a day with me today, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much geared up for this week to wrap things up because I'm about done with thriftless February, like <laughs> mentally, like I've had it. Like, I think I might walk around savers tomorrow. Um, cause I just need that spark again. I, I really miss it, but I'm running a sale right now and it's going very well. So I will spend the bulk of my morning shipping, which is good. I started to pull stuff today, so it wouldn't be crazy for me tomorrow. And, you know, to avoid not being able to find anything like and not having that stress. So I started that. So it's been, it's been good. How about you? Um, pretty good. I mean, my week was crazy with work, but that's fine. Um, but today was a very productive day. I feel like my Sundays are always really productive because it's the one day where I have like nothing going on Mm. and, uh, I can just kind of sit down in my room and just do everything that I need to do. So Today, I took all of my totes out. I dumped everything on the floor, which gave me such anxiety, but I did it. Uh, and the cats loved it. They were jumping on everything. So oh that was gosh. fun. Sophia was in the tote with all the shoes, just laying in it because oh she thought God. it was a new- She must have loved the bit. smell of it. Oh, like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I dumped everything out. I created three different piles. I had a pile of sales that I had to ship out. So that was my way of grabbing all my sales. I had a thread up pile. I had two bags that I was able to fill for thread up. So I was just taking things and throwing them into the bag. And then mm-hmm. I had a real, real pile going. Um, and then I had a little small pile of like donations, but there's not too many of those just things that I've had for over a year. And at this point, like, why do I still have them? I don't want to send them to thread up. So I'm just going to donate them. Mm-hmm. Some had flaws that uh, I think from being stored for so long. I worry about that too. 
you know, when things have been stored for so long, I'm like, ah, I feel like I should open it back up and look at it and reassess. Yeah, there was definitely some stuff that was damaged from just being at the bottom of piles of stuff. And so that's fine. I have a small bag of stuff that's going to go to Savers or honestly, they probably should just go in the dumpster at this point because three of them are like completely destroyed. Yeah, there's no Mm. point in even donating them. They were shoes, the three that are destroyed the most, the rubber on the bottom of the shoes is completely like, there's rot. So way a pair of sketchers, they weren't even that old. I bought them super damaged, you know, the, the exercise ones, the yeah. rocky, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know somebody, a viewer on YouTube said that that has happened to her, that the rubber just rots. So, um, sorry. Did you hear that beep come through? Yeah, um, Angie's texting me. Um, so yeah, I had to just toss those recently and I was holding on to them until thriftless February. And then I'm like, I know I spend $5 on these, but off to the trash they go yeah I don't even like to donate those things because I feel like I feel bad doing it you mm-hmm. know there's no reason for me to do that and then I would feel even worse if they end up putting it on the shelf like that shouldn't even be on the shelf but I feel like right. that happens sometimes right. anyway so I did all of that that probably took up about two to three hours of my time and I was just like I want I was just done at the end I was like I need to get this done like I am all set but I feel good I have all of my bags ready to go. Um, I ran out of thread up bags. I have more stuff I want to send, uh, but they're not giving out any more bags or labels right now. So I'm just going to store those. And when I can finally get a label, those will go off as well. At that point, some of its sweaters will be sweater season again by the time they start going through it all. True, right. By the time they process it. Yeah. So I'm and- not And what about the bin you put with your new stuff? I thought that was interesting. We were talking. So I organized my, well, organized my totes. Then there's no like real system here, but I organized them more efficiently for myself. So I have one bin that it's one of my bigger bins. I've designated to all new at tag items. So that's really easy for me. If I know I sold something that's new at tags, I know to go specifically to that bin. I can grab the new at tag stuff. Good to go. My jeans, all of my jeans are in two totes because I have a lot of jeans, but I sell a lot of jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my sweaters are in one tote and um, tops and dresses are mixed together right now in two totes. So I have that. And then my shoes are in three totes. So there's organization to it. It's not like a specific system, but it's more organized than what it was before. So I feel good about that. My that jackets so are just awesome. kind of hanging out in my closet right now because I don't have a ton of space for jackets. I would need another tote, but I don't really have room for another tote. I'm like in that place. Oh, I do have a tote for athletic wear, but that's been organized since the beginning. So I don't mm-hmm. even count that one. But coats just take up a lot of space in this small room. So they're just kind of on top of one another in the corner of my closet. So yeah, coats coats can be so bulky. They're like such a great them. return typically, but- so I, I love to pick them up. And then I reach about this time in the winter where I'm kind of sick of storing them, sick of looking yep. at them. Um, but yeah, they're good. Yeah, I started to, I, I got all my shelving for okay. my new inventory system. So I bought two new shelves, um, which will house eight bins each. Okay, that's pretty good. Yep. And then today we went to the container store and I got this, it's called the inter Metro. It's like a utility. It almost looks like something you'd see in like a commercial kitchen wire, you know? Um, But the reason I bought it was because I'm going to store my shoes in, in the shoe box from USPS on these shelves. And shelves are a good, you know, two, two and a half feet, you know, and there are five shelves. Um, but the reason I went to the container store and spent more money than I really wanted to was because they sell casters. So the um, it can be on wheels because where I store it in my studio in the basement is in front of our fuse box. It's where my desk is right now. Um, but my desk has just become a junk pile. 
and I really need the space for shoes and I need the vertical space. So I just need something that was on wheels in front of that fuse box so I could move it as yes, needed. So that I just bought today, I haven't even assembled it, but that's gonna be a big day because I have a shoe problem as far as it's just kind of, shoes are everywhere in my studio and it really feels cluttery. So I'm so excited. I love that. That's what I do eventually. Like when I have everything in a basement in a home is I want to store all my shoes already in the box, ready to go. And it's just a matter of pulling them basically. That's like my vision too, because shoes are such a problem to store and they end up everywhere and it's very bulky, especially with boots and everything. It's just a lot. Boots are the worst. Yeah. That's not really going to solve my problem unless I use like the priority uh, flat rate, the large priority flat rate box, I think works really nice for boots that are tall um, and sometimes I can fit like ankle boots in the typical in the box. Um, box, but um, yeah, I just, I feel like it's a, it's just makes sense to store things going vertically with the yeah. shoes. And so for so many of my shoes, they'll just go right in that box. And, and um, now you ordered the QR system that Hope yes. talked about in her video. Yes. Um, so Hope is that? actually doing a video on it this Thursday. Oh, good, so good. I'm like ready to watch Hope before yeah. I really finalize mine. Um, I think my video is either going to be this coming Sunday, but more than likely next Wednesday, because I don't want to rush this video. Um, so I'm excited to see how Hope does it um, because she's been using it for a while and I'm just in the process of moving stuff over. So yeah, you just, you put the state, they come in packages of 45 um, so I got 90 cause it's how many like areas I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just put it on your bin and when you scan it, it pops up on your phone and you are able to just like, you know, you, you call the bin, whatever you want. So I'm still going to have like a letter and number system, you know, with 90, I'm, you know, I'm going to surpass the alphabet. So then I might do AA, BB, yeah. whatever. So that will go on the that would be my title for that tote when you scan it. And then I'm just going to put all the contents inside. So my first wave of this, I'm not going to itemize the items within the, item the bin. Okay. That's my plan. And one of the big things in getting so many new storage bins was I'm limiting myself to 25 items per bin. Right. And for sweatshirts, it's going to be like 12, 13 items per bin, give or take, you know, right. I had like 40 tops squished in a bin or four, I mean, and it just, so I'm hoping that by like cutting that, you know, maybe by a third or in some cases a half, um, I'm just going to be able to, I've been doing it this way for so long with overstuffed bins that I think I'll be okay. And I'm also mixing things in. I said this, I think I'm saying, I don't know what video I said this in, but yeah, I'm going to mix colors and stuff. Cause right now I try to also sort by color, mm -hmm. but sometimes that can be more confusing. Like, and I'm looking through the bin of black tops it's a joke. You know, it's like, yeah, if I mix the colors in at least, at least you can see it. Yeah. See my stuff's all mixed. It's not by color or anything. I don't think I would ever do it by color. I don't know if I would. Cause I feel like I would get confused and sometimes blue jeans just all look the same. Well, jeans are different. I mean, my jeans, I stack by size and that system yeah. I'm keeping. Like I just kind of have them on top of a bookcase. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the left are like my 25s, 26, 27. I go right down the line and then you know, like on the far right where I have like my 32, 33s, and then I have like plus size jeans, like they're all in the same stack, but I know those are all basically my 14s and up, and up. 12s mm -hmm. and up. So it's so fascinating to talk to people about their inventory systems and because our brains all work so differently. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's a process. So as I'm moving things over, I talked to you last week about um, stuff. I messaged Daniela because she's my go-to girl for the real, real. And was just like, you know, should I keep this? Should I send this? Kind of showed her my, my manifest that I've been pulling together. So unfortunately, a lot of the stuff was already pulled. So it's not like coming out of my existing yeah. pins. You went through and you found a few things for me to pull. So I do plan on pulling more. So as I do my QR system and after I have this big sale and hopefully move, my goal was to move like a hundred pieces this weekend and I'm getting there. So just any little bit to lighten the load, you know, yeah. and some consignment appointments and stuff like that. Let's talk about what happened to you with the real, real. Oh my God. Do we have to? Yeah. I'm so mad. Like I, I mean, was, I would be, I've done it to myself too. I've done it twice to myself twice. Okay. Well, this is like a buyer beware yeah. moment. Like, I feel like this is like consumer reports. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I wanted to cry. So what happened was I didn't reclaim things and they got marked 80% off. And like my payout on a Max Mara blazer was like $13 and like a Christian Dior, whatever, like 12 bucks. Uh, I had this beautiful, and I'm not even a huge Lafayette 148 person, but it was this gorgeous tweed long jacket with like leather trim, stunning. I think I got $8. Oh my God. <laughs> like, honestly, I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this has all been a big effing waste of time. I was so upset. I know. And it can happen. Danielle, I'm like, I want to vomit in my mouth right I now. I know. I know. And I've been there. It's awful. You have to stay on top of it because their whole motto is to mark things down to sell it. They don't want to house anything. They're not going to, they're not going to wait. They, you know, the item has two weeks and then it just keeps getting marked down. Um, some items I feel like they marked down at a slower rate because the brand and other items, they're like, just, we need to get it out of here. I just reclaimed six pieces because one of them got marked down to 70% and I didn't notice it until I talked to you. So I'm glad that you, you text me about it. Um, and I was like, Oh no, I need this. And I sent an email to, to my, um, my person there, mm -hmm. Sophia. And, uh, I got that they're on their way back to me. Now they pulled them immediately and they're on the way back to me. I still don't know what I'm going to do. I'm either going to send them back in or maybe I'll just list them myself. I don't know. I don't know what I want. Yeah, it's just so disheartening when you take the time to purchase, identify, or then you pull it from your own inventory or whatever. And it's just like overlooked. There was a Zach Posen skirt that sold. And back in the day, I had, that was like one of my very, I think it was my first um, package that I, or bag that I sent to thread up when they did the buyout and they wanted to offer me like $47 up front. And I said, oh no, I'm going to roll the dice. Let's see what it sells for. And then it didn't sell. So I reclaimed it from thread up. I sent it to them and then I forgot it. And that was like five bucks or something ridiculous. You yeah. know, like I don't have all my numbers straight, but it was really bad. And then I'm like, oh my God, I got to reclaim other stuff. I got to go reclaim it. And I'm like, nope, they all sold because they sold for nothing. So of course people bought these things. So right. yeah, I, and I, I do think that with all the buzz and I feel like I, I'm like one of the loudest people talking about cross-posting right now. But when you have so many balls in the air, it, you're you bound do, to miss stuff. Yeah, you do lose your focus. And so I said this recently too, I don't want to be a jack of all trades and master of none. You know, I feel like I have real solid footing on Poshmark and it's not a perfect platform, but it's, it's like putting on an old pair of sweatpants, you know, like it's just mm -hmm. comfortable and I know it well. So 
yeah, lesson learned on that. Yeah. And I think February is filled with lessons when you do Thriftless February, right? There's things that you learn and there's things that you want to kind of bring forward into the the next, you know, upcoming months. And I think, you know, we've both accomplished a lot of stuff. I did go thrifting three times in the month of February. Um, and it was as of recently last week and this week. Um, only reason I went this week is because um, the 50% off coupon. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone. Um, so I took advantage of that because I, I can't pass that up. I haven't gotten one yet, which may have been a blessing. I'm kind of hoping because last time I was in the second wave. Yeah. So I'm hope I, I hope I get it this week and then I'll, I'll go towards the end of this week. Yeah, because then it'll be March at that point because you could use it Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Almost so that not. would work out in your favor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did go, but not going to the thrift store, man, I, you can just, and we said this in the last episode, you can just accomplish so much more and organize your business and take care of the numbers and all those things that we just kind of like don't have time for, or we can't make time for because we're spending two hours or three hours sourcing for items. Like I had time to list and photograph and really look at my items and decide, do I really want to do this? Do I want to just send this off? Like I was able to analyze things in a better way. Um, Lori and I had time to focus on things that we wanted to do, which we'll talk about in a little bit in the episode of our big announcement and things that we wanted to work on. And And really we had the free time to do it in February. So it's almost... For me, I think I need to structure my now March, right? Because I'm going to take it one month at a time, almost in a similar way that I've now structured February to be where maybe I only source five times in the month and I can dedicate other time to these other things that I want to do within my business. I mean, for me, I just, I really lack discipline in life in general (laughs) with eating, (laughs) with exercise and with thrifting. Those are my big, my big vices. Um, So I have to like really just make it deliberate because I'm just historically not the kind of person that can limit myself. Like I, I feel like you've always been a little bit better disciplined when it came comes to thrifting or come when it comes to saying no. But also, did you find when you were out thrifting, Daniela, that you were like, oh hell no, not after this month I just had like going through things. Like it, when yeah. you look at stuff, I feel oh. like after like after I list one more Under Armour shirt that belonged to Rocco that he never wore that I didn't, you know, like yeah. I'm just sick of it all. Um, yeah. And I was definitely really picky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reevaluated a lot of things. Like I dumped a lot in my cart, but I also left a lot. Like I was very cautious. Um, there were a few pieces that I grabbed that I then returned because I was like, no, you can't, you don't need this. Like, mm, no, you need this. Um, but I've also found that I think I may lean more on the online sourcing, um, in the upcoming months, just because, uh, I feel like I have a rhythm with that right now. And I'm finding some really great stuff, um, unless it's a 50% off sale. Like I really want to, um, maximize my profits. And even if my cost is a little bit higher when I'm sourcing online, I know that I can make more. It's super so, targeted when you're shopping online. Like right. you are literally only, you know, you are seeking out certain brands, certain styles. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And if you have a history of selling that brand well, and you're confident, I, I do like, I have not really di- jumped into the whole online sourcing yet. Like I've flipped a few pairs of Rothy's like that. That's an easy, like if I see them for $25 or 30, like I just buy them. I think I've, I've bought two or three on Poshmark that I flipped. Um, but like I have, I've been lazy. Like I haven't really pushed myself to look at other things that might sell well. Um, 
And are you, you're not just sourcing on Poshmark. You're all, you're everywhere. Mostly on Poshmark and then the real, real. But the only time I really source on the real, real is if I have a credit. Did you buy my Max Mara blazer? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Touche there. Uh, no, it was not me. I have not found Max Mara since I found it with you last. That's the last oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's been, it's been quite some time. Um, yeah. So I only source in the real real if um, I have a credit. So if they send me the credit of $30 or sometimes they have that $100 if you can sign a bag, which doesn't happen all the time. So I'll source then, or if I'm really bored and I can't find anything on Poshmark, I'll just go in the clearance section, the real real and sort by like $15 to $35 and just see what I can find. Sometimes I find stuff, sometimes I don't, but Poshmark is really my main place of where I'm sourcing. And there's a lot. Yeah, you can get some really great deals on Poshmark. Yeah, you really, really can. But I'm finding that even though upfront I'm paying more, at the end, I I actually have more money doing the online sourcing because I'm making more money in the pieces that I'm picking up um, than me spending hundreds of dollars at the thrift store. And then I feel like I'm only breaking even at the end of the month sometimes. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, and also I feel like, um, well, I would hope, and I know not I'm still every- making money. I don't want to like, I don't want to make it to sound like I'm not making any money. I am, but I'm making more by targeting my sourcing the way that I am. Yeah, that's really smart. And that, you know, I'm hearing more and more people who are doing that in, in not being so, um, you know, shooting a hundred arrows at the dartboard and seeing what sticks, you know, um, I forget what I was going to say. I don't know. Um, Oh, what I was going to say is, and I would assume that the stuff you're getting from Poshmark, now not everything, not everybody is a reseller and taking great care before they ship stuff out, but it's probably in nicer condition than you would get it off the rack at the thrift store or, or of course at the bins or something, you know, you would hope that somebody has already washed it, has already taken tags off like from the thrift store or whatever. And so by the time it gets to you, you can, in most cases, probably just recycle it without much work. Yep. I will say probably 80, 85% of the time, it's definitely just been washed because I can smell it the second I open the packaging. Um, and it's neatly folded and, you know, depilled everything. It's already taken care of. I don't have to do any of it. Right. Uh, which is nice. Uh, I have bought from some resellers too, because there are resellers that exist out there in the world that get everything at the bins and just marked everything at $25. It exists out there. They're turning mm-hmm. a $20 profit or $19 profit, and they're happy with that. So I have sourced from other resellers and they know it and they're okay with it because they buy everything. Yeah, everybody a has a different less. model, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I have been thinking with using Caitlin today, like the poor girl, she comes over and I line up like 15 pairs of pants for her. You're <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I don't mean to be bad. And I say to her, if you hate the pants, cause my other assistant, Lindsay, she's yeah. like, Lori, I don't like the pants either, but we were like really close. Um, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Lindsay, I'm the boss. Like I would joke with her. Like we would just laugh and she'd be like, don't make me do pants. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> just stop picking up so many pants. Well, right. And, and Caitlin is just like a workhorse. So once I get through this, because what happened is these pants have ended up in my death pile because I haven't wanted to list them. And they're like, some of them are really nice. I just was not inspired by them. So um, I'm thinking that moving forward, because um, God bless Caitlin, I just keep thinking she's not going to come back to work. <laughs> 
she's always so happy. She always calls me at the beginning of the week, like, when can I work? I can work an extra day. How many hours do you have for me? She's wonderful. And I almost feel bad, but so far so good. Um, but I was thinking that when I do start sourcing on my own again, that I will list the things that are like near and dear, like that I love the things that you love to run home and photograph and clean up. And, and then I'll leave maybe the more bread and butter stuff for her. Like I'm, I'm finding my way with Caitlin now that it's like a consistent thing in my life, which is wonderful. Yeah. But I do think that after thriftless February, I think I lose it by the following January, that discipline or that feeling of like, you know, being super selective but I'm hoping to be more selective moving forward. And I think that that's something that Thriftless February has done for me two years in a row now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. And I feel like this year, so many people jumped on board, which was nice. Yeah, it's crazy for, you know, to hear so many people reference it, you know, Um, it's nice. It's nice. And I think it's good for everybody. I do. I think everybody can benefit from um, just looking at what you have. Like one of the examples I used today, um, the video I just released were five tips on how to sell your stale inventory, because it's like basically what I've been thinking about all month. And one of the things I said was just like, um, you know, relisting, but overall making adjustments to listing, whether it's relisting, whether it's taking new pictures, uh, better keywords, like all this stuff. Um, but one of the things for me was, this was super interesting and maybe you know this. Um, so I was cross posting a vintage Dooney bag that I bought at State College um, from Poshmark to eBay on Vendu. And when I went to cross post it, I got this message that said, this is a brand name basically identified um, in our, in our database. I'm ad living here and you spelt it wrong. Like you can't spell it this way or whatever. Like it would not. And I'm like, Oh, what did I do wrong? And I looked and I spelt it B U R K E like Burke. I left, I left the O out and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this just caught it. So I don't know if it was vendu because it only popped up when I did it for eBay although I don't know if it would have done when it happened I was I was I was posting like I I pulled it from Poshmark like I've been doing everything on vendu mm-hmm. February but I still have listings that I'm pulling over yeah, from Poshmark. Yeah. so this was a Poshmark listing it's been spelled wrong <laughs> since like September and it caught it so I was like oh my gosh this is amazing so I was just saying that sometimes if I'm not out shopping, I am just a plow through it kind of person. Like I don't really look back on a lot of my stuff. And I thought, oh my goodness. And that happened to be when I cross posted it in that, and that you know, person. That's so weird. That. I've never seen that where it like tells you that's pretty cool though. I know. So I don't know if it was Vendu or eBay. Vendu. I don't think eBay does that. I thought it was really cool because it caught that. And so I made, I made the adjustment. And I also um, went back to Poshmark and changed it. And yeah, so those are the, the type of things that I know myself, I just wouldn't make time for it. I noticed that today when I was creating a listing, because I type, I mean, I'm, I'm doing it on my phone. 
for Poshmark for the most part. I'll do some things on Vendu and then I go back to old habits and then I'm listing everything on the app on my phone because that's just how I do things sometimes. And um, I was typing included and IBS came up. Like instead of included, I been autocorrected to IBS and I didn't catch it at first. And then I went back into the listings. I had to change something else. And I was like, nope, that should say included, not IBS. Huh. Mm, happens often to me when I type in certain words, it autocorrects to random other words. Yeah. 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 And, and it's just, and I wouldn't have caught it if I didn't go back. Mm. I would, it would have just said IBS. <laughs> yeah. Irritable bowel syndrome included in this piece. Yes, <laughs> included. I think you should put both of them in there. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is fascinating to me. And I think maybe that's why a lot of people have latched onto it is just because I think we can all benefit. And I keep joking about the people not thrifting less because they must be finding all the good stuff this month. <laughs> right. I know. Are in. But I yeah, I, I will say that. my sales have not been stellar. I, I think my sales, um, as I'm having this sale, they're, they're you know, that's going to help boost my overall sales for the month. But one of the observations that I made this month is I'm not listing this great pair of Lululemon leggings that I just found at the thrift store or some, you know, designer brand that I, I, for the most part, the stuff that's been sitting around has been a lot of bread and butter stuff. So I think my average selling price has gone down. And I think my sales overall, I've been slower listing because I'm listing to three platforms now and because I'm learning a new platform like Vendu. And you are actually creating the listing in Vendu, but then you're cross-posting it to three other places. So it's almost like you're doing four listings, not quite four listings, but you know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm saving time in the process, but I've had to learn a new system this month. So that has slowed me down. So my sales haven't been fantastic. They're not bad, but they're not like my sales were in November, say, when I was only yeah. listing on Poshmark and barely eBay. I think, um, but I also think there's other factors to that. So I think February, a lot of people just generally don't spend as much because the bills are coming in for Christmas, mm -hmm. right? So in January, people have all this money or gift cards or whatever it is, and, and they're spending that. And then February hits and it's like, oh, time to pay the bills. I got to pay everything, right? Yeah. And then we still have lots of people that are unemployed and there's lots of that still happening. Um, and then when March and April hit, I feel like there's a boost in sales because tax season and people are getting their money again and now if we get another stimulus check on top of it we might see double the boost yeah and i mean i think march and april people are really ready to turn the page right and i don't think i've ever been this excited for spring clothing just because i've felt so like doom and gloom lately just because yeah. of the weather and my not feeling well and not thrifting like overall i'm just like oh this sucks <laughs> speaking of clothing you released merchandise let's talk yes. about this Yes, I, I finally, um, it, there's another thing that I did in Thriftless February, right? That I, I wasn't uh, planning to, that I hadn't made time to do. Yeah. And it did not take me a long time. Like I remember how we were talking about the transparent background on yep. Canva. Mm -hmm. It was literally one button. I, I told to you. <laughs> no, I know I went back and I've used, I used the transparent background, but I don't know where my brain disconnected. So I finally just said, just figure this out, Lori, like focus for 10 minutes and figure this out. Yeah. So I did. And yeah, I went on to Teespring, uh, which was only because I had a few friends who I had seen, like, I think, um, resellers, uh, Leslie uses mm -hmm. tea. A lot of people use Teespring. Yeah. So a lot of YouTubers use it too. Yeah. Because it's so easy. I think that's it. So what I didn't realize is when you go on Teespring, you create whatever you're going to create 
it automatically links it to your YouTube channel if you tell it to. So that's great. So now it's like a little banner underneath the, the screen, um, right below my description. Um, obviously you don't see it if you're in full screen mode, but it has the merchandise. So I created, it just as thrifted as the new black. I didn't do anything with Lori's Boston found because I'm not sure who would want to wear that besides me. Um, but yeah, so I did thrifted as the new black and I did a hoodie, a t-shirt, a face mask, uh, a mug and a tote bag tote bag. Yep. And I did a variety of colors and a couple of things and you got something, which I was so flattered. I did. I have two things coming my way. I have a black t-shirt. Um, and then I also have a sweatshirt that is not black and I'm very upset, but it's okay. no. So Daniela went to get a black sweat hoodie and they were sold out. I'm like, I think I'm the only one who bought one. I don't understand why they're sold out. So I need to go into Teespring and we were talking before we started talking officially. And I don't know if like I messed up and put like quantity one. So I'm going to go look and see if there are any gray sweatshirts left now that I know the two people who purchased sweatshirts. Yeah. And, so I'm, excited. Um, I'm excited to wear that. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. It's like um, nothing huge, but it, it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. So yeah. yeah. Love it. So many great things. Also, if you're on the mobile version of YouTube, um, it pops up the, uh, the little bar that you were talking about, Lori, pops up directly underneath the video when your video starts. It's okay. above your description in the mobile version. Oh, that's really interesting. Good. That's how I bought it on the mobile app. Well, so, thank you so much. Yeah. So, and then you can actually adjust, like they suggested that I priced the sweatshirt like at 43 something and I made it like 37.99 and it just, it digs, it digs into your profit yeah, basically, yeah. but it's not, I mean, this is like, it's it was not, really fun. exactly. I'm not looking to like retire on my thrifted as the new black merch. <laughs> on your <laughs> spring items. <laughs> I mean, you could, I guess. But I knew I loved the sweatshirt quality and I wasn't sure, um, but Blake from Posh Boss Blake did a big thing over the holidays. He had designed like ugly sweaters, yeah. uh, uh, like reseller edition. And I got one that just said Posh Boss and it was just really cute, um, which I'm actually going to give to a friend now. But I knew I loved the hoodie. Like I lived in it and I they didn't offer and it was maroon and I wanted to do maroon for my stuff too, but I don't think that was offered when I was choosing colors. I think I have like gray, navy. There's a like a burgundy color. Is there, there a burgundy? In yeah. the sweatshirt, there is. I don't know if there was one in the t-shirt. Oh, maybe they you're right. Okay. Got, I almost got that as the sweatshirt color. And then I was like, no, no, no. I want to do gray because I want to be able to wear it with various pants. Oh, and about. Yeah, yeah. I wore it. This is really funny. So, you know, I've been eyeing that Louis Vuitton bag for a really long time. We went to the Natick Mall and I was going to buy it yesterday. I didn't buy it because there was a two-hour wait to get in. And I was dying because I looked like hell had frozen over and I was wearing my thrifted is the new black sweatshirt (laughs) and I was like okay people are gonna think I'm an ass or weird or whatever (laughs) but honestly that's kind of my vibe I'm all about wearing like you know pants from the bins and a designer bag so (laughs) it didn't work out it wasn't meant to be so it was a two-hour wait to get in I'm like oh my gosh like we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's a two-hour wait to get into Louis Vuitton which is insane insane so I was like no so we went to Wegmans because I didn't want to wait that long and I was kind of dressed like a slob and it was like late in the day and I just wanted to go home so (laughs) um but yeah I thought it was really funny that I was wearing this hoodie there why not why not right not I mean you were gonna wear your sundrip sweatshirt right your oscillating sundrip is that what that is yeah that's what this is yeah it's very oversized and I love it 
It's like, I think I a two or three X and I didn't care because I'm just, I just wear it around the house. So oh, I love yeah. the colors. This is from Erin Hall. Shout out to Erin. She Shout creates wonderful tie dye pieces. Really does. Um, so the last, I guess, big announcement that we have for February. <laughs> um, so Lori and I, behind the scenes, behind everyone's back, we have been keeping a secret. <laughs> um, Lori and I have been thinking probably since December, I'd say probably November, December, we started talking about creating something extra for our Thrifters Villa community and growing the podcast um, in a different way, still giving you the content every week on uh, all these different platforms that you're listening on, but also having like VIP access to us basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, on March 1st, Lori and I are launching a Patreon. Yay! Yay. So we need like sound effects in the background. I know, right? we're not that we're not that crafty here. We'll just cheer for ourselves. Yeah. Um yes, we're very excited. It is going to um for people who want to join. Um we the cost is just $5 a month for a membership to have your seat at the table. That's what it's called. Um yeah, that's what it's called, your seat at the table. That's the level. Uh, we don't even have a level above that, right? No, that's This is it right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's it one step shop right now there are people that like some podcasts have like the five dollar level the ten dollar level the twenty dollar level yeah. we're just at the five dollar level right now <laughs> we may grow yeah. with time but <laughs> Danielle is going to go over what you will get for five dollars a month um if you are part of our patreon program yeah so we want to be able to give you behind the scenes content and when we say behind the scenes Basically, when Lori and I are sitting here for about a half hour before we start recording and a half hour later, um, we're just going to press record from the second that we jump on and give you guys that type of content. You're also going to get ad-free episodes um, on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to listen ad-free, you can listen here on the Patreon group or you can listen on Apple, however you want to listen. It doesn't really matter. But if you are a Patreon member, you will get things ad free. Some people like that. Some people don't want to listen to the ads. So we want to be able to give that I to you. I'll be offended if you, if you don't listen to yeah. our ads. Yeah, it's okay <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> um, so we want to give that to you guys as well. Um, we are going to do one downloadable a month. Um, and for the month of March, do we want to tell everyone what it's going to be? Of course. Sure. So um, we have created a listing tracker and it's also going to incorporate an expense tracker. It's definitely something um, if you're a visual person, if you're someone that likes to do things with pen and paper and maybe spreadsheets freak you out a little bit and maybe you're not ready to go to the spreadsheet version or maybe you want two, you want a spreadsheet and you want a paper version. um, This is going to give you that uh, ability to do that function. (laughs) I almost even think you could use it as um, almost like a workbook um, for information that you could then filter into a spreadsheet if you wanted to. But there are some visual elements like, um, and Daniela said we, but actually Daniela designed it and it's beautiful. We talked about it. I mean, I, we, I discussed it, Um, (laughs) but uh, Daniela did it. And one of the things that she did that I love the most is, is, is it like little listing blocks or? Mm -hmm. They're like little squares that you can for every day of the month, basically, and you can number it. Nothing's numbered, nothing's labeled in terms of like numerical order besides the month. Like, so there's 
January, February, March, April, and so on. And then there's boxes, you can fill in the date and then however many listings you did that day. So that's kind of like my, my vision for it, whether you decide to put a number or you tally or however you do tally it. Mark, but I loved that it was so open-ended. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like calendars and planners can be overstructured. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was the right amount of open-endedness, but still kind of holding the reins in a little bit, you know, like I would personally envision just writing a number there, like at the end of the day, yeah. like how many listings did I do with a number? Um, Cause I've done a lot of those like boxes where you check off the box for every listing you do. And then I feel like I don't really stick to those yeah. where at the end of the day, you can look on seller insight or any of your, you know, well, what did I do today? And just write the number in. So that is a cool feature. I'm actually going to pull it up so I can look at it as I talk about it. Um, so I created this months ago, probably last year and just never did anything with it. And then um, when Lori and I were talking about having a downloadable, I said, well, I created this thing. I've never done anything with it. So let's use it. Um, there's also two things at the bottom of your, your listing where you're tracking your listings. There's a target. Um, there's a picture of a target, which basically is how many listings do you want to get done? Now you can either put a daily goal there or a monthly goal, however you want to look at it. And then there's like a little flag on the opposite side. And that's like your finish line. And how many did you actually do for the month? Um, the next page after that is all, is going to be um, all of your items. So it's not a spreadsheet or anything. It's just lines on a paper. And I might change that. I don't know. I'm still, you know, we're still yeah, we talked a little bit about tweaking that maybe yep. where you could put in like description or yep. measurements. Like, again, you can use it however you want. It's yeah, kind of a blank canvas right now. So yeah, feel free so, to let us know if there's anything in particular you would like to see. Absolutely. So if you want to see something specific in like the item descriptions, let us know. We can very quickly edit that. The bulk of the document's done. It's just, uh, you know, if there's anything else you guys want to see on here. Then we were thinking about adding um, expenses of some sort, almost like a checkbook, which I think I really like that idea where you have a monthly budget set at the top, just like you would in your checkbook. Uh, let's say it's $500. And then you're just going to deduct every time you go to the thrift store and you're just deducting until you get to the end and you see how much money you have left at the end of the month. And, you know, however you decide to allocate that, but we're thinking like checkbook status. So mm -hmm. we're going to put that in there. Um, then we have category listing totals. And this is basically, there's two pages and there's different categories on here. Let me see if I can zoom in on this. Um, so there's shoes, jeans, skirts, outerwear, basically all the categories that are on Poshmark. And all you're going to do in this page is put however many items you listed in this category. Um, the way that I would use this personally is sometimes there's an imbalance between what we're um, picking up and what we have in our inventory and what's selling. So maybe you picked up 30 pairs of jeans and only two pairs of shoes, and maybe that doesn't make sense for your business. And I think when you see it on paper and you see the numbers, it just makes you evaluate things a little differently. So clever, um, you know, a clever measurement. Yeah. And then the last page, well, there's two pages. Um, the second to last page is a monthly recap. And I think because this is more of a workbook format, it's not necessarily just um, these pages that you're going to print out or have online, however you decide to do it. Um, I, I think it's important to reflect on what you did for the month. So the monthly recap, there's going to be questions on there, like what sold well for you? What did you implement this month that created a positive impact on your business? What could you improve on? What are your goals for next month? And then there's a page for notes and reflections. If there's more things that you want to jot down, maybe some ideas um, that you have for your listings in your business. And then it just hops into the next month. So this is a very long PDF. I was going to say, this is actually probably the biggest download 
yeah. we will put out all year because yeah. it has so many components to it. And I envision moving forward, maybe like informal checklists or different types of downloadables um, in the future, but this yeah. is a biggie. And I think what is nice about this is we can get feedback on it. Yep. We can see what's working for people, maybe things that we want to tweak a little bit. If people haven't printed them out yet, we can change things, we can add stuff. So I just think it'll be a nice way to um, kind of extend the conversation that we're having here. Yep. Um, and then we can talk a little bit, um, you know, like say, for example, we had some chart on Thriftless February, like how many yep. items did we list in February that were in our death pile? How much money did we save by not thrifting? How much money do we make? Like things that are relative to our conversations mm -hmm. on the podcast, we can come up with printables at right. the end of the month or yeah. for the future month, knowing what our content's gonna be. Absolutely. And I think um, this listing tracker and expense tracker just kind of made sense to launch in March because it's still the beginning of the year. It's still, you know, we're wrapping up quarter one um, in you know the next upcoming months and I think and you could really start this at any time it's open-ended so okay you didn't do January and February but that's fine you know you, you you can recycle this document over and over and over again because there are no dates on it it is completely open-ended so that's what our downloadal is going to be for March so we're excited about that um, we are like we said we are bonus episode content on here for you guys and then you know we're also going to have extra episodes and uh, there might only be one or two, there might be more than that. And basically it's just gonna be conversations of Lori and I sitting down and maybe it's, um, I don't know, us brainstorming something with you guys, or maybe there are things going on in our business that we don't necessarily share um, on the podcast all the time. Uh, and we will share it with our Patreon group. And maybe there are different things that we're trying out on platforms. Maybe there's different mm -hmm. tips and tricks of things that we're doing that we want to share to our Patreon group. So we will have that. And then the last thing that we have here, um, Lori and I have been toying with the idea of doing monthly live streams. And I think in the future, it's definitely something that we want to do in terms like video live streams. Um, but there's a cost associated with that right now with um Patreon and we really want to test the waters and see what works for us and for our listeners. So what we did is if you are a Patreon, um, you will have access to our discord and once a month we will have a live discord event and basically you have access to Lori and I probably for an hour and we're going to sit down and we're just going to talk to you guys. So if you're on Clubhouse, similar to that, yes. but it's going to be um, just the people who are in the Patreon. So you're getting our undivided attention the whole time you can ask us you know anything and and it's it's private so it's if you're in our group you get to have that um ability to chat with us that yeah just a little bit more access and and to be honest like sometimes when we are doing an episode like right now it would be so nice to have immediate feedback from our audience like asking questions or us being able to ask our audience questions about how things are doing with their business and whatnot. So I think the discourse will be a really great opportunity to have an intimate group. Like, you know, maybe not, maybe it won't be intimate. Maybe there'll just be so many people who join and that would be really exciting. That'd be amazing if that's the case. And if that many people join, we'll be intimate right to live stream. for a few months. Um, no, but I, I do think that will be really nice. And, um, I think it will be a good idea generator for everybody and just uh, an opportunity for us to share, which is really yeah. nice, which is what Danielle and I love to do. 
everyone seemed to like our um, season finale of, of season one of Thrifters Villa and they loved that idea of sitting at the table with us and having that conversation. So that's kind of where this stemmed from was mm -hmm. that's what we're known for. That's what people love the podcast for. And we want to be able to provide that to everyone. Um, like we said, it's only $5. That's a, that's yeah, that's a lot for $5. We're giving you a lot for $5. Throwing that out there. Okay? We'll see. How long are we going to promise this for? Is this a year? How um, are we, did people pay month to month? It's or? month to month. It's month to month. So you can cancel anytime. If you feel like you're not getting any value from us, then, I mean, we won't be upset. <laughs> I mean, right. you, know, you can cancel, of course. We, would we really did try to make it content heavy for the yeah. money because we realized we're kind of a young podcast and um, we are trying to give a lot for for people to um, put their money and faith in, in us. being part of our Patreon. Yeah. So I'm really excited to 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 go with this. And I think the I'm really looking forward to the lives. Um, so we'll have to get that on the calendar. Um, I know we still have to get our clubhouse on the calendar. We still haven't done that. Like are and I the worst. We didn't do that in Thriftless February. We should have gotten that on the book. We can do it this week. We'll we plan a night. We yeah. can do it this week. We'll plan a night. We'll announce it on Instagram. I know we said that two weeks ago, but we'll really do it this week. <laughs> I think this week would be good. Yeah, we'll plan a night and um, we will do so that. So how do people join our Patreon? So we will have a link in our Instagram um, bio. So that will be live on March 1st. Um, actually, maybe we'll make it live before then. Stay tuned. I don't know. Once we have everything uploaded, so we have most of the stuff uploaded into our Patreon, but we have some final touches that we want to put in there. So once that is all set and we feel confident, we're going to press the live button. The link will be in Patreon. Maybe Lori and I will go live on Instagram really quick and give you guys a little rundown on what, um, what that That's will all consist idea. of. Um, and you just click that link, you sign up. It's very, very simple. Um, it, you enter in your, you know, basic information they would for yep. anything, your whatever method of payment that you want to use, and you have access to everything. So you'll get access to the downloadable. Everything will be up there ready for you to go. Um, yeah. And it's very simple. So I, I don't know if there's an email, I believe there's an email that goes out, um, once the content becomes live on Patreon so that you guys will know when it's available to all of you. We can create posts within Patreon too. So if we're going to be going live, we will post it in the Patreon group. You'll see the details of that when we're going to be going live on Discord or whatever it is that we decide to go live on. Um, and then you'll know when we're going to be doing that. So it's a lot of functionality within there. Um, you know, Lori and I also had the idea of doing some type of form of some sort or maybe doing a YouTube. And I don't know, we have lots of ideas, but the Patreon is step one. <laughs> we're going to start with this. We're going to see how the Discord goes. And um, I think it'll be great. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. This is good stuff. And I think um, our little baby podcast is ready. He's a little toddler now. Yeah, it's a toddler. It's not an infant anymore. We were in the toddler phase. We're almost in big kid. We're almost in the big kid, big kid phase. So leaving our terrible views. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so this is exciting and we hope that you will join us at the table and yeah. So stay tuned for more details. Yeah. We, there'll be a lot happening in the next few days, but we want to put this out there and Feel free to ask us any questions on our Instagram, you yeah. know, if, if you have any, because we're kind of learning a little bit as we go. Yeah, this is all new to us too. And um, this is all, it all came to fruition on my birthday. 
That's right. Daniela came to my house on yep. her birthday yep. and we sat down and we're kind of like a business meeting. Here. It was a business meeting that just happened to fall on her birthday. So I was lucky to see her on her birthday mm -hmm. and she drove here and we sat down and we just, um, it was amazing to just actually focus for a while. Yes. Basically all day. It was great. And we had a lot of we kept saying we were going to go thrifting and then we didn't because never did. we just were in the zone and it was really nice. We got a lot accomplished. We planned out some content for the year mm -hmm. and this came together that day. Yeah. So we're excited to bring that to you guys. And also next week, we have a great episode coming your way with a good mm -hmm. friend of ours. I'm not going to say who it is, but they are a vintage seller and they also have some pretty great photography skills. And I'm really excited to pick this person's brain. Oh my gosh. So excited. And I bet a lot of you know who we're talking about. Of course. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope you have a fantastic week. Yeah, we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye.